Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. So hello and welcome. Uh, we have Shweta today, uh, who is an associate dentist uh, uh, working in private practice. And um, I am really excited because Shweta is one of my mentees and she has done really well uh, over uh, the years. And I really want her to share uh, her journey with us. Um, so without ado, uh, thank you very much, Shweta, for taking time and attending this uh, session. Uh, before we start, could you give us a little bit introduction as to who you are uh, so that people know you um, and and uh, get to know you better? Sure, Dev. That's a very kind introduction. Thank you. It's uh, nice to be on uh, on this podcast with you. Really, uh, thank you for that. I'm Sweta. Uh, I work as an associate in uh, Stephen in a nice private practice, nice family practice. Uh, it's a single surgery practice. I work with a hygienist. It's a, it's a good. Uh, I've been in this practice now for a year. It's it's a, that's that's about me. Okay, and um, so Shweta, in this podcast, we really record a journey. It's almost like an autobiography of dentists uh, till now. Uh, it's ongoing, but um, I'm trying to capture everyone's journey so that uh, dentists who wants to who looks up to you and you know look up to you as a role model and if someone wants to sort of model you then they know how you how you achieve what you're achieving so to start with could you tell us why did you decide to uh, do dentistry after all subjects that's actually an interesting question it's more of destiny for me than uh, being my exact first choice it became my choice in the journey uh, so initially when I gave, I graduated from India and uh, where I gave exams, there's a common entrance exam for all the, uh, most of the professions uh, linked to uh, sciences, like biological sciences, especially like doctors, pharmacy, opticians, dentists, and everyone just have like a common exam. And there's about every year, 200 to 50,000 people writing it, like the first 1500 uh, get to choose the most of the medical or the doctors choose, uh, are within the first 1500 and the medical seats are uh, gone. So the next 1500 then become the dentist, homeopathy, Ayurveda, all of that. And uh, I fell in the second 1500. So I said, you know, why waste time? Let's, let's just join dentistry anyway. And then I'll give the exam again next year, uh, you know, end of first year of BDS. Started uh, dentistry and I really started liking the subjects and... Uh, I started debating, uh, like middle of first year, I was like, mm, should I should I give the exam or is this what I really like? By end of uh, first year, uh, I was clear that this is what I want to do. I'm really mm -hmm. enjoying dental subjects and uh, it is uh, a way of serving people and that's, that was the main goal along with choosing the subject I like. So I was like, okay, let's finish dentistry and maybe I can go into MaxFac and if I still like to do the medical subjects as well, I, I'll still have that option open. So I said second year and that's when like carving wax blocks and all this interesting uh, stuff came in. I was like, oh, this is amazing because I, I really like uh, hand skill. Like I, ha I like uh, skilled work or doing um, detailed work. 
that that sort of things so i was like yeah this is it i am glad i made this choice and by end of second year i really even for, kind of forgot the idea that i want like not forgot the idea but it never came into my mind that uh, why not be a doctor so then like that and then that that's how i came into dentistry started really loving enjoying it don't regret it one minute till now wow so um so so basically undergraduate years that's when you kind of realize that that's your you know kind of destiny uh, and that's what you want to do and help people um and you loved carving but is there anything you really struggled with during undergraduate years struggle i wouldn't say anything which is extreme but i think every every achievement comes with a bit of hard work and few struggles which we have to cross before uh, you know before achieving our goals and there were a few like oh this is really difficult let's and sometimes you know being in that age and university you are having fun with friends and oh preparation holidays let's now start sit in study that sort of stuff and leaving things to last minute and it's it's fine and um, sometimes you know when we have to uh, go to prof- especially sometimes is this ego between in the professors and uh, so okay i uh, especially i had one professor in perio department who knew what i am choosing like you know uh, i like at the time it was different i i had uh, already decided to uh, i knew who my partner is i was going into an uh, like for him it was like why getting married at this early age no clarity why 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 in fourth year and stuff and, and he, he didn't like the idea so he wanted to be really tough on me no one out of the 100 people in my batch i was the only one who gave like two qualifying exams to sit the final year exam he made sure mm-hmm. that uh, you know that sort of little things that was the main struggle i would say and i had to clear and satisfy that you know i'm good enough to sit the final exam and i got distinction in that subject because of him which is actually quite helpful <laughs> yes so so you, you, because you study probably hard in in that subject because he made it so difficult for you um yeah. so when you are doing let's say when you finish your undergraduate year did you have any clear path because obviously you are in uk right now um mm. so what did you have this goal of coming to uk all the time or how did that come about after you finish your undergraduate again that is destiny dev that was <laughs> more of destiny for me than choice again my uh, boyfriend and then husband now husband of course is uh, was in uk uh, mm-hmm. so i said okay i'll i'll move uh, to uk and i i worked in india for about 9 uh, months and then moved to uk really started loving uh, here and so i was like yeah yeah this is where i should be and started giving exams and got into dentistry and like uh, started the job and stuff dentistry obviously has been there but I liked it yeah it it so, was more my path was laid and I just walked it <laughs> Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know so if you if you're not European or if you're coming from India or another country non-European country then you need to sit an exams uh, called overseas registration examination it's ORE um it's meant to be one of the one of the toughest exam um uh, you you can pass because of various reasons you have you know uh, overseas students coming in a different environment different country different people um a different way to communicate and you know uh, giving exam in a different environment in a highly stressful environment where you f- if you fail you have to then lay out a lot of money to pass um so it's it's a very tough exa- exam so how did you how did you did you pass all in one go or or how was how was your exam 
I mean, knowing you, probably you are clever uh, and with the distinction. So um, I am assuming, but but share us uh, with some some sort of uh, tips or how how did you pass? Yes, I totally agree with you, Dev. It's not very easy or clear because it's a different sort of atmosphere, and you know, coming from say a European or Asian country where it's uh, different, like communication uh, is not the same. Uh, exam formats and you if someone's been a dentist already it's different situations as well there's freshly passed out dentists 10 years 15 years into dentistry and then want to come in practicing dentistry we know all the subjects which we use a day in day out but you know physiology questions that that might be you know really going back and preparing again like the undergraduation exam so it's it's not easy but i won't say it's very difficult there's uh there's certain forums like you know facebook forums and courses and the guidelines on gdc website are pretty clear actually and once we follow all the guidelines uh, on the forums sometimes people say you know it's uh, hardly ever people ever pass first time so you should be prepared it's there is some negativity and some uh, making the exam uh, look much more difficult than what it is Mm-hmm. i think once we believe and you know we work hard go through all the guidelines go through all the uh, books and everything it's it's not difficult uh, roughly maybe it takes time couple of months at least for part 1 and doing like you know studying everything in detail and going through two or three nice courses it's uh, i passed first time which is which is good <laughs> i didn't have to do anything <laughs> but it's not and it's not a diff- you know if we have done dentistry we've got our uh, graduation certificates and we are dentists already it's just uh, they want to i think it's just to make sure that we are you know f- to understand the systems here it's just a, pros- a step in the process and we should look at it like that stay focused and give our best it's 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 due it's it's a- absolutely fine yeah so i think uh, what it makes it what makes it difficult is the environment and a different country when you are in a different country then you know it's it's uh, ex- and, and you get more anxious anxiety a lot and many time people who are sitting these exams a lot of riding on them uh you know their careers uh income and everything so uh, there's a lot of stress involved in there apart from just passing the exam and what's in, in the exam because i was uh, as you know um a deputy head for uh, ore exam for 3 years and Correct. i've seen um you know while examining um and i also did international qualification examination so i was at one point on the other side and when i was examining people on the other side so i've seen both side of the coin and i can tell yeah. you know how how difficult it can be and especially in this environment where right now um i know a lot of dentists are still waiting for ore examination dates because of the covid uh, they didn't they didn't have uh, you know dates for a couple of years and um you know those dentists are feeling stuck so um i hope uh, and i wish them all the best um moving on to yeah. after you finish ore actually i would i would like to add on uh, to um this step as you said exactly it's not just dentistry it's this whole stress of taking time off from their present work adding time money and effort and the whole stressful situation which is what we should be prepared for and that is often very uh, like all the concentration is on preparing dentistry making sure we've got the skills and all of that but handling the situation needs a lot of preparation 
than anything else, yeah. Exactly. Um, so once you finish your ORE examination, what was the process of uh, getting your first job? Because it's not easy as just applying for a job, isn't it? Because there are there are few rules and you need to tick some boxes, right? That's correct. That's correct, Dev. And uh, that was the difficult phase of my career in the whole thing is uh, because I, I had certain criteria where I was very specific on the location where I want to work. Like I kept like maybe a 15, 20 mile radius and I just wanted mm-hmm. to like work in that area, which is there were most of the jobs are for people who have two or three years of experience in the UK. Mm-hmm. And to get the first job was, was not easy for me. So I tried for like six months to <laughs> try still stay within that location. And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't work and it was very difficult. So then I understood, okay, this probably I need to stretch and then I, I, in those six months, I used to work as a, a course, a ORE course tutor and administrator. So I thought, you know, I can uh, help people in my, who you know, what I've done, share my experiences and help them and also like have contacts where I go and maybe help myself as well in getting my first job. That was, mm-hmm. that was very interesting and I actually quite uh, liked doing it. After that, I took a maternity break. Uh, so I thought, okay, I need just a break. And I had uh, my daughter, Katya. And uh, that uh, that took obviously nine, ten months. And then uh, when she was two, three, three, three months old, I was like, okay, now I need, just need to be flexible. I'm not going to keep this 10, 20 mile radius, whatever it is. My parents, family, everyone were very supportive about it. Started looking, uh, applied for most of the... Because there's no jobs advertised as, you know, now what is PLV is was then called VTE when I when I did it. So mm-hmm. there's no, no no many jobs, uh, maybe one or two every four or five months. So I just applied for every associate position. My situation is this. Are you happy to help me? And one, uh, I applied maybe 30, 40 within like two days. <laughs> and I got mm-hmm. a call on the third day saying, do you want to come to the interview? And that was the first interview I attended. It was a, it was for a job in Devon, which uh, mm-hmm. which you know, Dev is. Uh, yes. I I got the job next after the interview. <laughs> I got the job next day, and I was very happy. Accepted everything. I thought, okay, I'm going to start this job in two months because there's a lot of paperwork when we do the first job, like as a PLV mm-hmm. or BTE. We got to submit to the deanery. This is the CV. This is the mentor who's going to help her, her him or her, and they approve it, and then the job starts. So during that two months, there was a lady who was, should be my mentor and she she was um, going for a maternity leave. So she wasn't sure, okay, am I able to help Sweta or not? So she wrote to the deanery saying, you know, this is my situation. So that was again on, on hold. And that's when you kindly came in and said, I'm happy to mentor Sweta. And yeah, I, I was mean, very uh... lucky. <laughs> I was. Uh, I remember that conversation really well because uh, one of the criteria for the uh, LAT team was that if I were to be your mentor, um, I had to practice in Devon. I live in London, so I had to practice in Devon three days a week under national health. Um, so, and my my son was also. Uh, <laughs> It was yeah. just two years old. Um, so I had a discussion with my wife and, you know, I said, look, I really wanted, wanted to want to help you help Shweta because, you know, I saw you, uh, you know, going around two, I think three months in different practices, shadowing everyone. And you really want to, and you also had a young, young, you know, daughter Daughters. and, um, and, and Katya was, I think what, four, six months old at that time. 
Yeah, at the time, yeah. uh, she was six, seven months. It was three months so, already. Yeah, so she yeah. was very young. So, um, so my wife obviously was very supportive of that, and um, that's how you became my only uh, VTE trainee so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but it was it was good time. So, uh, could you share uh, those times with, with us? Like, how did how did we uh, how did you prepare, and how did you find your first job? Um, and what was what were your struggles and how did you overcome? Or what, what, what was your routine actually? Yeah, so that was actually a blessing in disguise that my VTE was delayed a little bit. But I'm so glad because I I uh, got to uh, like learn from you and uh, you being my mentor that, that first year, whatever I've learned, I think that accelerated everything by, if not exaggerating it, like three four years ahead I think uh, when and uh, those three days uh, of the week you you were very busy and you know starting from eight o'clock patients treatment plans big cases and all of that finish at six six ish and then we used to sit in the practice uh, you were uh, helping me from like almost seven to nine maybe 10 sometimes we did we, I don't think uh, we we looked at the clock and it just kept ticking yeah. we used to we were discussing like, like three hours every day after work and I think that absolutely. helped yeah discussing hands-on showing on models and then the other two days I would do the work and then get things ready show you again and uh, like you uh, clinicals when I was working you helped uh, came in and obviously then also showed me how to uh, do stuff that one year I learned a lot because it was like maybe uh, fresh I I was a fresh dentist nine months ten months of experience after graduation two three years of clinic two years of clinical break after so at the time it was I was even like helping with basic, as I all, I don't know if you remember Dev, I always said, I just didn't um, learn complex dentistry from you. But I used to look at patients and admire even like a very nicely done GIC as a provisional restoration. And the discipline and the protocols which you follow, I, I just inspired to for like from you and to follow and be critical about my own work and learned as, um, like your attitude towards patient patient care and you just didn't teach me basic dentistry but how patient care uh, care and multidisciplinary planning but how we shouldn't look at one tooth but look at the whole um, scenario whatever is the best treatment so all that I would say definitely accelerated it by three four years minimum yeah. Yes, I mean, as I said, I mean, I I tell everyone that mentoring a plays such a big part um, of everyone's career, including mine, and and you are also a living example uh, as to how important mentoring can be. And today I was doing a hands-on course, which you have done as well, um, full mouth reconstruction for GDP. Um, you were actually one of my yes. first uh, students uh, when I think you, Cohorts, you just yes. yeah you ju- you just finished your first year of VTE and you did the course That's and it. then you started doing full mouth reconstruction after just first year of uh, VTE and that that's a big achievement for me and you should be also proud of yourself uh, that you know um, you not many people coming after you know finishing VTE. Uh, within a year, start doing, um, you know, a full mouth reconstruction. Full mouth. And 
and yeah. now uh, when did you i think within three years you were doing implants weren't you two years okay within, absolutely within two uh, years no, you were no, doing two implants years full mouth reconstruction. Uh, yeah. two years was full mouth reconstruction three years yes. uh you started mentoring me on implants and that started off uh, it's uh after like straight after vt a couple of months and then this course started which uh you carried on like you know th- three modules module one two and three six months and within two months of doing the course uh, started uh, two full mouth reconstruction cases which uh, which went so well and gave me so much confidence and the after full mouth reconstruction course when i was doing the patient the kind of support and reassurance like yeah this plan is correct with you you do this yes step wise guidance really helped me in going ahead and doing carrying on doing this not just doing one two full mouth cases and then uh, you know that's fine i've done the course but that guidance helped me still carrying on and then third year yes implants so if if someone if someone's now you know listening to this podcast and doubting that you know i am just two years graduated or three years graduated i can't do full mouth reconstruction or implants what would you say to those people i think it's more the society around us and our mental blocks there's no such thing as uh and we have our own advantages like doing one two years into um like clinical dentistry like everything is fresh theory concepts if we leave it for like 6 7 years we have our own advantages people say we have to have experience before doing complex treatments this there's no such thing having the right mentorship doing the hard work staying uh, focused and we can go back you know i always had that uh, helping hand from you oh i'm not sure can you look at this dev i've taken all the clinical photos what do you think how does it look and then you know we are sure that we are doing the right thing for the patient if if there's no guidance after the course that's when i think when we learn from certain courses okay i want to make sure my it's safe for my patient i'm doing the best treatment but you know i i click photos i send to you and then i'm confident but it's just that reassurance after a few cases then then comfortable so there's no such thing as one two years it's not the right time just 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 go for it is fine yeah and and now uh, now what is your uh, clinical practice look like uh, <laughs> amazing it's like if i look at my diary i will have uh, like you know over a week i will say some sort of uh if not full mouth reconstruction some uh you know long at least once in a week uh, where some where case where i'm uh, sorting out uh, how things are treated abrasion erosion one of those maybe at least one implant case in uh, every couple of weeks doing something uh first stage second stage restoring whatever like every one or two weeks doing implantology there's endo there is uh, uh some cosmetic cases i love doing composite work uh, i do veneers as well but i do i like doing freehand composite uh, work and uh, i like to take up some challenges where you know there's a veneer there i want to match the veneer some you know not all patients can either effort to have veneers again so i i love doing composite work in uh, cosmetic work implants full mouth i want to be the one dentist where i can if uh, able to i can offer comp you also do ortho right ortho yes i do ortho yes. uh invisalign uh, making nice you know the full abc smile giving uh, and full mouth cases 
they all these uh, uh, things go hand in hand we cannot do one and at least if i you know there's a complex implant case i know at least to give them the right option treatment planet well extensive grafting which i don't do yet <laughs> <laughs> the, um at least i know to offer the right kind of treatment for my patient and and i'm i feel very good that i am giving the best care they 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 which they deserve which either i provide or i refer if there is extensive grafting and things like that so that's how i want to add all the disciplines uh, to the treatment i provide so it's everything that's very good and and you know sure i mean um i have watched your growth from day 1 because i was your mentor uh you know your vte trainer and i've seen you struggling for doing like even one tooth build up i remember there was one central uh, incisor you had to do a build up uh from now uh, and i am you know amazing i'm so proud of you as well uh, as a mentor that you achieved so much and you know this is all your hard work i always tell everyone that you know mentor can only show you the path is you are the one who has to walk on it um so you know um your hard work now this hard work comes with a price so how do you manage being a busy practitioner super associate and being a wife and a mom interesting question again isn't it <laughs> so it's it's not easy but uh how i'm able to balance as much as uh, i can you know sometimes there is uh, things in there but having a very supportive family <laughs> understanding uh family and you know uh, really really supportive uh having great mentors progressing and you know i can do my work and then i having a busy professional life yes i work 5 days a week monday to friday some extended evenings and uh, but saturday sunday is my family time apart from courses i try not to work on a saturday probably like one or two weeks a year so i i keep that clear and always when i leave home to work i switch off my uh, home brain it's just work mm. and when i'm at work my my mind my full focus is there and when i'm at home i'm the same i kind of switch off if i want to obviously do some work treatment plan then that gets switched on again after like the evening family evening is done but i'm i feel lucky i'm quite good at switching on and off between uh family and uh, work i just stay focused where i am with fam when i'm with family i'm not thinking about uh, patients the evening two hours the morning one two hours and uh, also this has been one thing which i which was my personal goal for quite long time even before choosing dentistry my personal goal was i have to be very successful professional and i want to make a good mom and wife so this was always uh, my personal goal and to balance that i always kept the focus to try and balance and not get deviated towards one or the other yeah i mean uh, as 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 i always say that you know there is always uh, i mean it's difficult to get a balance but there is, as far as at the end of the year let's say you have balanced it out then that's fine you can't balance it week by week because there no. there are weeks where you're working more or there are weeks where you are with more with family but at the end of the year if you know that you know you have balanced it then then, then that's fair enough for me to be honest um Absolutely. so 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 you know you you have you have um, you know achieved amazing success uh, in your career uh, and uh, continue to you know um grow 
um, the question is that if someone who is looking at you who um, want to sort of model your success and they have just started as you did once, um, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, if you, if you, if you, if they are come to you and ask you, okay, you know, Shweta, I want to really mimic, I want to start doing full mouth reconstruction in two years and I want to start doing implants in three years, uh, my postgraduate, post sort of uh, after I finish undergraduation, what kind of advice would you give them? As you've always taught me this, actually, this exact <laughs> question, the answer to that you've taught me, you want to plan where you want to be and then work back. What are the hurdles? How long will I take to overcome each of them so if I wanted uh, like my first goal during the first year of VTE was to make sure that I'm providing excellent basic general dentistry like extractions like if I see I have an extraction next day in my book I used to think plan a simple extraction in my head the day before and now mm. I do wisdom teeth extractions on the spot uh, as when they come up as emergency so First, I want to make sure that the basic skills, I am very good at single tooth dentistry. I'm doing, you know, good perio, good endo, good fillings. All this, all this took that first one year where you, show, you showed me every, every little thing. And once after that one year, I, I came to a point where I was like, yes, I'm very comfortable that I'm giving the really good basic general dentistry to all my patients and I'm comfortable with it. Then add on the next skill, which was to go more, you know, multiple uh, restorations, which was again, three, four months in between where I'm comfortable doing, say, five posterior onlays, doing on the sevens, not just one or two teeth, and then went into step by step, but not taking too long in between. Uh, like, you know, we all go at our own pace and, making sure whatever pro treatment we provide, we are giving the good quality care to the patient, keeping that in mind and adding one, two extra skills every every six months and then improving the ability to add, give that extra uh, skills to the patients. Yes, no, that's 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 an amazing uh, answer. Uh, and the, the second question, follow up to the same sort of a question was, is that... Um, yes, someone wants to achieve mo your modeling, but they don't want to take as long as you took, although you did really quickly. Uh, what is the yes. shorter, you know, how can they model your success quicker? What would be one, if, if you say one um, factor which has accelerated your success, what would that be? Sometimes, you know, as, as the plan which I just uh, said, set your goal and work back, I got deviated in between, just didn't think, uh, okay, let's... Sometimes we get comfortable in our own space and carry on doing that. And then, oh, I want to add this skill suddenly. So if we stay, like, really focused, just once we, we are comfortable and achieved good at what we want to be, go straight away, like, not uh, uh, stay in the comfortable zone for too long and, uh, you know, do the right courses. Yeah. <laughs> Pick the, you know, lucky to have good mentors just just not pause and be in the comfortable zone but carry on at uh, progressing without having the pauses 
Okay. No. Well, uh, thank you very much, Shweta. Is there anything you would like to share uh, to the dentists who are again uh, trying to model? Is there anything you would like to um, share with us uh, so that uh, you you can help others? Uh, the one struggle which was not even in my mind until I started practicing after like you know three six months into dentistry was. We are always as dentists now. Now it's changing quite a lot in the newer, like young, like you know, young graduates, people now in university. Is we are we are very focused on the dental uh, detail and uh, what's the best treatment, what's the best matrix band to use, all and the details of dentistry more. And it's equally important to have nice communication skills and give the right patient care that was definitely my something which I didn't even think of I was like too focused and it's very easy to do that I think as dentists we are all like uh, dentistry dentistry this skill is but making patients feel comfortable and having a good rapport with them helps both us and the patient having the good yeah. rapport will make like they also will understand that yes my dentist is really trying to give me the best treatment and uh, good communication skills, making them comfortable. It's part of the care. We shouldn't see that as a, okay, I'm giving the perfect uh, treatment, professional treatment, but making them comfortable just helps us and them. And I think that's very big part of the care apart from this. And that's uh, something which I picked up, you know, from you, from, uh, from experiences. That's something which I would say we should really focus on both e equally. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, Shweta, for taking your time and, you know, sharing your journey with us. It's amazing. And I cannot wait to see another eight years of your success. And, you know, I am sure in next eight years, you're going to surpass me. And at least that's what I'm wish oh. for. Um, and again, thank you very much. That was Shweta, everyone. And uh, I will see you all in the next episode. Thank you very much for joining today. Thank you.